Coming up on the podcast, we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. We dissect week six of the NFL, and Trey has an interesting take on coaching and discipline in the NFL. Coaching goes a long way. Absolutely but I don't does. know if it's the as much as the coaching. I'm not going to even say that because that's going to be, that might not be, I, that's not going to come across the right way. That's not going to come across the right way. Because I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what you're going to say now, mm-mm, though. Mm-mm. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to, we don't have to dive into it. I swear to <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it's, 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 I don't know if it's more of the coaching mm. or the character, not the race, but the character of the players that they're, that they're picking up. The Bengals have not been shy of picking up players who've had... Why, why did race come to the equation Well, at because all? I know how people think, and I think that's what people think. Okay. So, and, and if you think about the Patriots, you think... I mean, a lot of the Patriots have a fair share of all races, okay. Okay. but I don't want people to think this is racial at all. Okay. The Cincinnati Bengals have, have been like the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite team. They have not been afraid of picking up players with a history. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am one of your hosts this evening. My name is Oenyi. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can follow us on Podbeam. You can go to our website as well. Um, it's newchannelsports.com. New Channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Or you can go to Podbeam and follow us, and that's newchannelsports.podbeam.com. Sitting all the way across to me is my co-host Trey. What is the deal, bro? What's going on, brother? What's up, man? I'm doing great. Great. That's good to hear. It is. It is really good to hear, man. Shout out to Laker Nation. It's here. This is like Christmas Eve. It's here. Cowboy Nation. <laughs> they Can't wait. The, they got them a win, huh? Can't wait. Uh, Longhorn Nation. It just keeps getting better. Blue Devil Nation. I can't keep going. You can keep going. Go ahead, man. (laughs) What a time to be alive. I'm glad you're in a good mood. Um, Astros lost the other day, but it's all good. Series is tied at one. Yeah. We're bringing it back home. Yeah. It's best out of five now. As long as everybody gets searched for pine tar and everything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Astros, they can't drop this game. Game three is, it's, it's, it's a seven game series, but they lose game three. Give me some problem. Everybody's got to buy those mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> did you go get did your you mattress? Did you do I was going the same thing. Did you go get one? I didn't. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't do it either, bro. Oh, that Mattress so Matt, hilarious. hit us up with some mattresses, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and kick this off with uh, one of our segments. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I, and you probably know what I'm getting ready to talk about. I don't, I don't know what you're going to talk about. I know what I'm going to talk about. I have no idea what you're going to talk about, sir. So you want to kick that off for us, sir? Absolutely. This weekend, there was a lot of stuff going on. So why not talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly? The ugly. Ugly. Your mama said you're ugly. Uh, hey. Uh, you're ugly. <laughs> 
Man, you want to you, you you want to start off with your good because oh, my good I know you're not gonna want to hear my good. My good is just the NFL in general. What? Yeah, man. I mean, scoring is up. We're having forty to forty-three final scores. Offense is just going up and down the field. Um, viewership is up. <laughs> viewership is you, up. You I, went there. I mean, you hey, man. I'm just saying, viewership is up. So I don't know if whoever's boycotting. They they might have changed their mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just in general, the NFL games have been pretty good. Um, they've been pretty exciting to watch. I I feel like so that that's my good right now. Is just uh, the NFL in general is good. So, man. Um, that, yeah, that I mean I, I can't I can't be mad at that. My good from this weekend. I, I kind of had a tie, but I'm not gonna be biased because I'll, I'll probably bring this up sometime later in the show. But my good has to be America's team. <laughs> what? America's team. The, the Cowboys. Oh, I don't. the Dallas Cowboys. What? Because they won a game. No, not because they won a game. They went up against allegedly one of the top defenses in the NFL and one of the top run defenses in the NFL. Team that hasn't been giving up a ton of points, hasn't been, and they gave up 204, 206 yards rushing, ish. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive, bro. That 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 to rush for over 200 yards against the any team is good, but to rush for that amount of yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's pretty impressive. Uh, th- th- I don't know what team played in Dallas yesterday. I don't know what I don't know who that was. I don't know who was calling plays. I don't know who the quarterback was. I don't know who that was. But whoever that was, I just want them to come back on Sunday. When they but that's what you want to see at your Cowboys, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what we needed to see. That's, uns- okay. that's unstoppable. A couple of a couple of fourth and ones. They, that they look, got they easily. They look good. You're right. They look yeah. good, but I want to go as far as this. They, Let's calm it down a little bit. That 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 was un- that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So the Dallas Cowboys are, are good. Okay, I can I can um I guess I can agree with that in a way. <laughs> <laughs> that look you just had on your face. Uh, yeah, Dude, man. That uh, hurt you to say that. Didn't uh, it? Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what you want to say. Um, my bad goes to um, the Houston Texans offense. Okay. Um, they were able to get into the red zone. They did win. I mean, I'm trying to I'm not trying to downplay the win. They won. They found a way to win at home against the Buffalo Bills. Yes, they did. But the offense, it has a lot of work to do. As, as I just mentioned, the offense in the league right now is just going up and down the field. They're scoring touchdowns. KC and New England, they scored touchdowns in that game. If you want to be called an elite offense in this league and you have the talent that the, the Texans do, you have DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Kiki, you have Deshaun Watson back there. Hey, any offensive coordinator will want those players on their team and will be able to find a way to get their team together. So that's that's my bad right now is the Houston Texan offense. They have to step it up. Mm, not bad. My, my bad. I, I, again, I was torn because trying to get ready for this show I was torn between two things and I'm going to decide on one because we'll talk about this later but the New England Patriots defense that's bad like that that <laughs> coin flip between both KC's defense yeah, but and I New kinda, defense I kinda, but I don't consider Kansas City an elite football team yet 
I don't think they're an elite football team, and I think it showed last night. But as much as it could have been good, the Tom Brady could have been good because there was no doubt in my mind when they no. gave him that ball back. Yeah. He was but KC, KC's an elite team. Right? They're not an elite team. They're not. Oh, so are you saying New England's an elite I'm, team? And I'm, that's why I'm saying they're bad. That's what's going to keep well, them. That's, okay, well, as in the league today, as far as AFC, we'll talk about it more. But the AFC, I mean, there isn't really right. an elite Right, but you can, as good as they are offensively, they're just as bad defensively. And that was just flat out embarrassing. Like that's, I mean, I know they won, and ultimately in the NFL, you want to, a win is a win. And I want to say last year, I think Kansas City put up 40 point, 41 points on them last year. And Andy, like, I think Andy Reid in the regular season averages 40 points against New England. It's crazy. But that defense is just, that's bad. Like they can't, they're not going to win. I mean, and, and they were my. They, if they played the Saints in the Super Bowl, it might be the. It will be the highest scoring Super Bowl ever. They, they might put up sixty points apiece because they can't. The stop Saints each other. are the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Either they or, can't, they can't stop. But anybody. like, like I said, in my good, the offenses are going crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I did. did, did. And then the, we had six overtime games in a row. Yeah. In this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the NFL is good for me right now. Bro. Yeah, but if you, I mean. Tyreek Hill, he wouldn't have been down in a touch football game or oh, flag yeah, football game dude, on that last touchdown. He is fast like as that. I mean, you know what? <laughs> yeah. So the the Patriots they got to step it up if they want to be elite and they want to separate themselves. They definitely happy they won that game because they do definitely don't want to play that game uh, at Arrowhead. So having that advantage, hopefully, if they have that advantage over them um, come playoff time, they'd be able to play again in Foxborough. But I just think that was a prelude to what we'll see in a couple months. All right, so my ugly, my ugly goes to your boy, Conor McGregor, at this Dallas Cowboy game. I don't know what Hater. that was he did. Haters going to hate. about his throw. That throw? That throw was <laughs> ugly. That's my ugly. I don't know what that was. It looks like he was throwing a Frisbee. Like, he didn't know what it was that was in his hand. He's like, is this a, what is this? And he just yeah, <laughs> chucked it bad. up there. I don't know what that was. I have no idea what that was. That was bad. That was really bad. Brian Leftwich has better release. You've seen Brian Leftwich, he just brings it all the way. He just yeah. it was ugly. It was yeah. it was stupidly ugly. I think the ugly for me could have probably been a grade if we had a grade on it, but that would be the Tennessee Titans offense. That was a poor excuse for an NFL offense. Either Terrell Suggs and the Ravens are the best defense we've ever seen ever coming one sack short of an NFL record or tying the NFL record or the Titans are just that bad to think that the Titans have actually won some football games is scary because that offense was flat out ugly I know the elements weren't great but you can't that's embarrassing that is so embarrassing you can't come out as an NFL team and perform like that 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 was ugly very very ugly especially six weeks into the season all right, so that's our our good, our bad, and our ugly. Let's go ahead and get right into the NFL Week Six. I guess we'll start off with the Cowboys. We did let's, talk about let's, them. Let's talk about the Texans. We first. always talk about the Texans first. Okay. Right? Let's talk about the Cowboys, man. Thank we always talk about the Cowboys first. Put some I mean, respect on it. Oh gosh! So the Cowboys finally beat someone up. Um, they beat Jacksonville pretty bad, forty to seven. Dak Prescott. What was, was the score? 40 to 7. 40. Yeah, it was How many teams put up 40 this weekend, do you know? Oh man, I know I know Casey and and what's name did. Mm-hmm. Um there was another pretty lopsided game Mm-mm. this weekend too, I think. One other one the Jets. Yeah, that was a one. Yeah. 
And that was it. Those are the four teams that put up 40. Okay. Just making sure. Okay. All right. But <laughs> out of those, do you know who gave up the least amount of points? I, I guess it's the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Ooh, let right. me check. You're correct. Do you, do you want me to just be quiet? Do you just want to take over? Just take over. It's not that correct. <laughs> Rhetorical questions. Let's go ahead and, and take it over, bro. Man, hey, I'm just saying. they the What they did to the Jacksonville Jaguars, no one thought, no one saw that coming. I mean, even Cowboy fans didn't see that coming. I thought they'd win by a couple of scores, not five of them or four of them, five scores. Like that's just not that's just not that's not normal. That's just not normal. And and if the Cowboys showed flashes of what they're able to do, so they don't need Dak Prescott to throw for three hundred yards. They're not going to throw for three hundred and rush for two hundred. That's just not going to happen. So the balance that they showed. Them getting Cole Beasy the ball, which is what made them successful two seasons ago and even last year, uh, and incorporating Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott getting out of the pocket. I mean, I, I don't know what the difference was because I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't. The front seven from the Jags is not any worse than what the Texans are. So I may be playing at home. That was that big of a difference to me. They're pretty much the same people, and, and arguably the Jags have a better secondary. So I don't know what happened playing at home. Playing against the Jags that just got beat. I don't know, but I'll take it. Well, I'll I'll tell you what some of the differences were. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have no offense whatsoever. Blake Bortles is not the guy. Like 15 yards in the first half. Mm, it, it was sad. It was pretty pathetic. I mean, I thought about giving him my ugly. Then why'd you pick him to beat the Cowboys? Hater. Well, because I did think that um, they will be able to produce more than seven points <laughs> against the Cowboys, and I did not think the Cowboys were able to score 40 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. No one thought the Cowboys would put up 40 points against that defense. And the Jacksonville Jaguars did come from a loss, so I thought that they would be the aggressor. But the Dallas Cowboys were definitely the aggressor. They came um, from a loss against the Texans. They're like, you know what, we're going to hit them in the mouth at home and try to prove something to people. Uh, Cole Bleasy had a great game. I think they tried to find a way to get Cole Bleasy actually into the game. He was non-existent. Against the the Texans, I I forgot he played for the for the Cowboys in that game, but Blake Bortles without Leonard Fournette, that's going to be a problem because I just mentioned it. This game right now, the NFL, I, I know defense wins championships. You're going to have some Maybe. of those instances where the defense is going to have to step up. But if your quarterback, the quarterback is the next thing. If your quarterback cannot get you those critical third and whatever it is, your team has no hope to win a Super Bowl. And I've seen that from Patrick Mahomes. I've seen that, of course, from Tom Brady day after day. Of course, we've seen that from Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, um, Andy Dalton, even to some extent. Blake Bortles, if he cannot, I don't care if he has Leonard Fournette or not, if he cannot rise to the occasion and help this team continue to move the chains in critical moments, the Jacksonville Jaguars have no hope whatsoever. They're not, they're not a contender. Then. Yeah, they don't have the greatest receiving core either. I mean, when I was, I really wasn't afraid of them. But let's let's be real. This team beat the brakes off the the Patriots at home. They had something to ago. prove. You know, it, it was just like we mentioned with the Cowboys. They had something to prove. They came into this week and they decided that they're gonna, you know, step it up. The Jacksonville Jaguars. It's been the same same story with Blake Bortles. Can he produce? And you know that game against the New England Patriots. They they. They lost them in the playoffs last year. So, you know, New England Patriots, sometimes they start off slow. But New England is back on track. Right. But I just think that, I mean, the Cowboys got David Irving back. 
uh, he's back from his P, um, substance abuse um, suspension. That added pressure that they had. And he could have played against the Texans, but he was dealing with some custody issues with his his daughter. So I found out that's the reason he didn't play against the Texans, which I know would have helped us out a lot. But that pressure that this Cowboys team is getting when it was when they were up, you know, twenty points. You know, even the announcers were like saying they're no, they're not going to put up twenty points against this Cowboys defense. And I think for the longest time, I can't remember the Cowboys having a defense that was this good. I, I don't remember the last time that happened. So I was happy with that. Um, the way Dak took care of the football, extremely happy with that. Zeke ran with some purpose. The offensive line blocked with purpose. Uh, the play calling, I'm perfectly fine with. Uh, so good overall, good weekend for Dallas. They just got to keep it up. The only NFC we were talking pre-show about the you know the divisions, and I talked about how competitive the NFC East really is. The only team the NFC East lost to was an NFC East team. the 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 pan The Panthers got beat by Washington, but Washington and Dallas are both coming off losses, embarrassing losses, um, and beat teams that most people f- picked and that were favored to beat them, which I thought was odd. Mm-hmm. That game was played in Washington too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I did pick Washington to win that game. Uh, we can talk about that game later. <sighs> so, but the Dallas Cowboys do um, get that win that they needed. I think they're tied for first now. Mm, half oh, a game no. behind Washington, Washington is still in front until of that. this weekend, and after that, it's a wrap. Because we play Washington this weekend, that's gonna. Where's that game you play? That? Dub uh, Washington. I Washington. Believe. Okay, that should be interesting. That's a dub. That's gonna be an interesting game. It ain't interesting. It's gonna be a dub. <laughs> Three twenty-five. In Washington. Be there, be square. All right. So the Texans pull one off at home. They beat the Buffalo Bills 20 to 13. The defense looked good. The defense was able to get some stops. The defense was able to get some turnovers, not just defensively, but on special teams as well. They were to make some big plays. Are we still talking about the Cowboys? Or what we're we talking, talking about the Houston Texan defense. Oh. Yes. Um, defensively, they looked okay. Okay, uh, you're disagree with that? No, 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 I, no, no, I, no, no, I, I, I don't I, know where I, I don't know. I thought we were talking about the Cowboys where you were bragging about them. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. The Houston Texans were they did play pretty well on defense. Uh, they did have a little bit of a problem containing Allen at certain points in the game. Unfortunately, he did get hurt, and then uh, Peterman came in. Uh, Peterman had that one good throw in the back of the end zone. To get him the lead, but then after that, he had two crucial picks: the one for the pick six, and then the one at the end of the game to, I believe, it was Kareem Jackson to close it out. On the offensive side of the ball, after the turnover, they were able to produce a touchdown in the red zone finally. But after that, man, I mean, um, Deshaun Watson's decision making—that one throw he threw at the end of the um, the first half. That was an interception. It seems like he always he has at least one interception a game. Since he even last year, during that six game stretch, he's had at least one interception a game. Um, if he would have just if he just ran it up the field and settled for the field goal, that would have been fine going into halftime. Thirteen to I believe it was seven. Thirteen seven or was it did they score at all? It was seven. Yeah, it was thirteen yeah. seven. That would have been just fine. Sometimes he just he forces things. The offensive line did not protect him at all in that game either. So they still have a lot of work to do on offense, but a win is a win. They win 20 to 14. You had this smirk on your face. I know you want to say hey, something, you I, know. Man, I'm not I'm Um who who would have thought though after starting 0 and 3? They won 3 games in a row. I believe it's the longest winning streak in the NFL right now since the Chiefs lost. Well, you know the Rams are still 6 and 0. 
But besides the Rams, the Texans have won three games in a row. Um, you know, they're back in they're back in it. No doubt. They're they're second place, uh, only to the the Titans. They're ahead of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They haven't played the Jaguars yet. Just like you mentioned earlier, no one's afraid of the Jaguars. Their offense is not is not clicking without Leonard Fournette. And so the, the Texans are very much in it to win that division. Uh okay. I mean, they they are in prime position to to win, which is probably the weakest division in all of football. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. We can talk about that later, but that cannot be true, bro. That do, do you want to talk true. about it? <laughs> Let's talk about it. No, I we can't talk about that right now. Okay, but so that, that's position, not the weakest they're, division they're, by in far. By far, it is not the weakest division in football. Bro. By far, their top team is the worst out of the top teams. Anyway, we'll I digress. So the Texans didn't they didn't play bad. I shouldn't say that. They did play bad. They, during stretches of that game they played really bad. Other stretches of that game they're like, "Wow, this is a really good football team." I started DeAndre Hopkins in my fa- uh, daily oh, fantasy league. Good for you. Half yeah, and I lost. Half for you. And I lost cuz he played I like know, crap. No, he played pretty he well. He played like crap. He played pretty well. Man, uh, never again. He played pretty well, bro. Never again am I spending that much money on him. Never. At least he scores touchdowns. One touchdown. At least like he scores 50 touchdowns. yards receiving. It was terrible. But anyway, you, you got on the bandwagon too late, bro. Man, God, just, <laughs> oh, I should have left my scrubs in there instead of him. Oh, but anyway, gosh. I thought that they played. I thought they played well. But what they're missing is they, they they have no. I don't know what Lamar Miller's doing, and I don't know who this person is because even in Miami, he looked much better than what he is right now. And I don't get. It. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's just the scheme. I don't know if the offensive line is just that bad. But I'm like, who is this guy? It's a combination of those things. But Lamar Miller does not have. Um, I talked to someone about this recently. He doesn't have any moves. It just seems like he <laughs> he runs north and south. I mean, that's it. Like he he doesn't try to make anybody miss. Once there's a defender anywhere near him, he's going to go down. <laughs> um, and you know, it's a combination of the offensive line too. Sometimes they really don't open up any holes for him, so he, he can't do anything in that instance either. But if there's a hole there, he's going to run straight through it, and then that's going to be it. He's not getting any extra yards. He's not a dynamic running back. Yeah, I, I could see that. And and one of the things that I mentioned on the last show was that they were going to struggle when Josh Allen got out of the pocket and made plays with his feet, and that was evident in this game. Like I that's was- like. They didn't necessarily struggle though. I want to say they struggled. They, they it, it was it they was, couldn't get the offense off the field. They moved the ball enough to be able to to maintain somewhat a possession of the football, and they weren't just getting it. Didn't I don't appear it didn't appear like they were getting three and outs penalties. Y'all have to no, be no, one of the most no. undisciplined team in NFL. Well, I think the Bills. The Bills had some penalties too. I think talking about them. Initially. Yeah, they did too. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know why they weren't getting off the field faster, and why that score wasn't worse than what it really was. Because at first, like, oh yeah, they finna blow these boys. Oh, out. It, that's what it looked like. And then they should have. And then Josh uh, Allen was moving out of the pocket, extending mm-hmm. plays a little bit, and I think that that I mean, like the play where he scrambled all the way down into the sideline, threw back across his body to McCoy. There was nobody near. McCoy on that play. I thought he was going to score. I don't know why he cut back. Like if, I think if he would have kept at an angle, I mean, he would have at least got probably another fifteen or twenty yards, um, if not score. But I think that's going to be that's going to be your you know Achilles' heel for until y'all figure that out. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh, but I think I think that's that's true for most defenses. Whenever you have a quarterback back there that's mobile, you saw the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. As soon as he was able to get out the pocket, he was giving New England fits. He, initially, they were able to contain him inside the pocket. But once he rolled out, I mean, any mobile quarterback in this league today, 
that is accurate is going to give you some fits. And that was the first mobile callback that you mentioned that they did face this season. I wouldn't necessarily say that he struggled against them because how many points did they They only scored 13 points. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a struggle, but I understand what you're saying. It, yeah. it was hard for them to contain him initially. And but I, I think they did okay. I think that's what kept. I think that's what kept him in the in the football oh, game. Definitely. definitely. I mean, definitely. he extended a few big plays uh, doing that, and it and it made and it made a difference. So big. I mean, big win for them. Big win for them, especially being you know tied basically in the loss column with everybody else in the division minus the the Colts. Um, so they that was one of those wins that they they could not afford to lose that game. I mean, even though they were, you know, two and three, that's not a game that you, no, you that really w- want to chalk. You don't want to lose that. That would have been it for me. <laughs> I'm serious. That was a game that I felt that they had to win, but it wasn't, um, um, you know, something I need to, need to say. That was a must win. That's that's not even something you have to say is a must win. You're the better team. You're at home. You got to win that game. They barely won it, but they won it. They should have won it handedly, but a win is a win, and I'll take it. And they didn't win by 11. They did not. Because <laughs> they were favored by 11 to win this game, and they definitely did not win that game by no 11 points. Right. No, that was good. Hey, you'll take, the, you'll take wins in the NFL um, any way that you can. So I guess that's – I mean, take that and run. Take that and run. But it will see how that translates into – next week's games uh, because if it doesn't translate into next week's games you can't build off that then uh, that just comes more like a, a game you had to win you won you move on but you're facing a team like the Jags who are coming off another embarrassing loss uh, how the how the Texans respond to this game on the road is I think that's gonna be a big game oh it's a huge game that's a, a gigantic game to say the least yeah it's a huge game for them both teams hopefully are gonna be ready to rock and roll both those teams, both that game is going to come down. Both defenses are solid. I'm not, they're both defenses are solid. They can make plays. That game is going to come down to the quarterbacks. Point blank, simple. If Blake Bortles can extend drives for the Jacksonville Jaguars, control the clock like they did last year, then the Jacksonville Jaguars will win. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson can play smart, I think the Texans will win. And it's just that simple. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to. I mean, I guess you could kind of attribute it to the quarterbacks, but I think it's going to it's going to come down to. And I don't know why I see this. I actually saw this this morning on the way to work. I thought about this going on the way to work. That game is going to come down to playing catch. And when I say coming to playing catch, I'm talking about the basics. So tip passes, passes and coverage because the coverage is going to be tight. Mm -hmm. I mean, because they've got the Jags got some really really good defenders. So if he's not forcing those passes, if the receivers are catching the balls, not tip balls in the air, fumbles, stuff like that, because they're going to come after the football. Uh, if the if they play catch and they control the ball or the control the clock, I think the Texans win this. But I think the turnover, whoever wins the turnover battle, however they come, may come, whether it's the quarterback's faults or not, um, I think that's what's going to determine who wins that football game. But it it might be ugly. It might be. Seventeen to sixteen, or something like that. It's not. I don't, I don't anticipate anybody scoring forty again. I just. Well, we could talk about more about that game as it as it comes closer. So we have um, the next thing I want to talk about is the the Falcons and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Falcons actually won a game. They're two and four now in that division. Matt Ryan is is quietly having a pretty good year, actually. 
because they can't get Julio Jones the ball in the end zone for nothing. Um, Jameis Winston has the has the best game so far coming back. I think he's played like one one and a half games so far this year. Four touchdowns, two interceptions. I did pick him up and start him on my fancy team, maybe for not, but uh, he did have a good game. Uh, both these teams, you know, Tampa Bay had a hot start. They had fist fist magic. Um, he played pretty well. Now they kind of they've cooled off a lot. Actually, they've lost their last three games. Atlanta started off one and four. Atlanta's still a pretty dangerous team. They can score. Both teams can score. And when you can score right now, the way the league is looking, I think that there is a um, separation there. I'm trying to think of a team that's this complete. What's the most complete team in the league right now? Is it the Rams? The Rams Probably. defense still looks suspect sometimes too, though. Doesn't yeah, well, they're it? injured, so I think that yeah. has a lot. That has a lot to do with that. Yeah, but my point being is that Atlanta's still in it. I know they started off one and four. They're two and four now. They have a veteran quarterback, and they are in that division. Carolina is up and down. New Orleans, their defense is not that good either, and they barely beat Atlanta. And they barely beat um, another team too in overtime. So it's not like New Orleans is just you know a runaway train. Offensively, yes, but they can be scored upon. So Atlanta, there's still hope for Atlanta in that division. Mm, I don't know about that. I, I just I just don't see it happening. Uh, I know we talked about this being the best division and possibly three teams coming out of the playoffs for that. I don't see it happening. I don't. I mean, Atlanta's going to have to pull off you know six or seven in a row to even have a chance to be in that conversation um, when it comes to something like that. Uh, but if you look across the board, um, you I know, mean, you look at you look at the NFC though. They may not they may not win that division, but they have a chance to be a wild card. Still, I don't know. I, I, I was looking at it yesterday. It's only week six, mm-hmm. but I mean, three and three teams are those teams right now. So yeah. technically, and they're two and four. Right, it's yeah. just one game back. Mm-hmm. You look at your division with the Dallas Cowboys. How many playoff teams have you seen that division? Uh, if they keep beating up each other, maybe just the division winner. Just the division winner, and then you have the NFC. Um, North, you might have two, possibly, possibly kind of division, but the records are still similar. Yeah, they're still similar though. You're right, right, absolutely right. And then you have the NFC South, and you have the West. If Seattle can continue to play well, they might be a playoff team as well. Mm-hmm. But I still think Atlanta has has hope to be a playoff team. They start they start off bad, but we've seen New Orleans start off bad, and um, Atlanta start off bad in previous years. And find themselves in the playoffs. Man, I think that you have to get, you have to get, um, you have to get Julio Jones the football, and you got to find ways to get him into the end zone. And I know Calvin Ridley's having, you know, a really, really good year, but Julio Jones makes that team better. They thrive. They feed off of him. Um, and I think a lot of players have, a lot of teams have players like that. Um, just New England's. Man, they're they're terrifying when Rob Gronkowski has the football in his hands and he's making plays. The crowd feeds off of it. The players feed off of it. It's just the way that it is. The Steelers and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, they're, it's a different type of football when they're doing stuff like that. Um, Drew Brees, you know, when he's on, he's on. I think it just they, – they have, they have to have that. Um, and right now I just don't see it. I don't see the Falcons being I'm, – I'm not worried about the Falcons at all. Um, and I think they're honestly I think on the outside looking in. I'm not necessarily going to sit here and say I'm worried about them, but there is a, still a slimmer of hope when you have a, a offense that has a potential that that offense has. Yeah, they just got to stay healthy, man. They got they've got to stay healthy, and mm-hmm. if they can stay healthy, they'll have a chance with Sanu and Ridley and Calvin um, 
I mean, sorry, Julio Jones catching the ball like that. You always got to worry about him. Arguably one of the best receiving cores in the in the mm-hmm. NFL, honestly, and a quarterback who's you know up there. Um, this is one of the, in my opinion, one of the more elite quarterbacks, if you will. Um, but should I mean, have a Super Bowl. He should. He should. <laughs> I mean, but- they've got to run the ball better. Um, they've got to play defense better, but they got to be healthy. Ultimately, you got to remain healthy. Right. All right. So, um, we're going to go to the Pittsburgh and Bengals game. The Steelers. It just seems like every year they find a way to beat the Bengals. That's what it seems like. Even if they said illegal pick routes and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, looking at it again, when I first initially saw it, I said to myself, that should have been a penalty. No doubt. (laughs) Because Antonio Brown was gone. But when I looked at it again, the defensive player, he kind of initiated the contact going toward, because he wasn't straight up against Antonio Brown. He had to move himself inside to get to Antonio Brown. And so that is what created the contact and left Antonio about right wide open. So I thought it was a good no call after looking at it again. Yeah, but initially I thought, oh my goodness, that was bogus. But yeah, after looking at it again, it it was it was a good no call to me. He definitely needs to line up and take away that inside leverage, and he didn't. Um, so I, I I mean he set himself up for failure when it came to that. And I was just joking about the um, illegal screen, but uh, I just. <laughs> Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about at first. Was that, the, I thought, what is it? That okay, is, okay, uh, okay, so okay, I was okay. just kidding because, right, I, right. I mean, and, and that, they're, they're never going to call that. I, 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 they're rarely going to call that unless you're the Green Bay Packers or the New England Patriots. <laughs> they're not going to call that. Um, but I don't know. I'm just not impressed. I'm not impressed with, with the Steelers. With, with both teams or just the Steelers? Just the Steelers. I'm not impressed with both teams, honestly. Mm. I think that this is a game that the Bengals, Lost. if they want to, right, and that has been the story with the Bengals for a, a, a no, 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 no. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I I want to be impressed by the Bengals. This this is and it's not just the Bengals. It's a couple of teams I look at in the same category: the Chargers, the Bengals, the Atlanta Falcons. They have to do a little bit more for me to even the Kansas City Chiefs to some degree, right? Because they haven't won a, a playoff game in a while either. So they they have to do a little bit extra for me to be. All the way on that bandwagon to say that they're okay, they're an elite team. We've seen this move before from the Bengals. They've had good starts. But like I said earlier, it just seems like they always find a way to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this is this is, I think this is a big win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because for me personally, there's all the drama going on with them within that organization. And I thought that maybe the wolves will fall off, but they found a way to go to Cincinnati and pull off a win and they're right back in it. So I think it was a huge win for them. I would have liked to see the Bengals win that game and say, hey, this is this is who we are right now. We're not going to go out there and lose games. But they did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I think the Steelers are going into a bye week and they get Le'Veon Bell back. Uh, I think, one, I mean, the way that Connor's been playing, I think that leaves them in a tough situation, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, the Bengals, they, they, that, was a, that was definitely one that got away. That was that was literally one that got away. He missed some throws. And that you he can't say made. this is not the first time you've said that about the Bengals. No, Trey, no, come on, man. It's not. But I'm just saying, like, I just I thought they were past that with and, this. Yeah. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the moment I can say, hey, this this Bengals team is past that. But it it's happened again. It just that plain and simple. It's not like this is a recurring thing here for the Bengals. So right. it looked like somebody shot. Antonio Brown out of 
rocket. <laughs> no, I mean, he was that, that gone. Was, and that's a reason why I could never put Julio Jones as a top, the top receiver in the league. I know some people have him as a top receiver in the league, but you can give Antonio Brown, you can give an Odell Beckham, this is a simple screenplay, and that turns to six. Easily. The fact that Julio Jones has so much difficulty getting into the end zone, that's not just on the quarterback. That's on him, too. I mean, as far as you want to compare him as being one of the top elite wide receivers in the league, which he is. He is still an elite wide receiver. But I cannot put him as that number one wide receiver in the league because, like I just said, Antonio Brown can catch the ball in the backfield and take that all the way to the house easily. Yeah, that that's crazy. So big win for them. I mean, big win for the Steelers, considering what they've been through this year. Um, the Bengals got to, they've got to, they've just got to forget that that game happened and try and jump. Oh back. yeah, absolutely. They, the Bengals are a good team. They need to put that in the back burner, come back next week, and just progress week to week. Because I, I really do think that you know you have KC and you have uh, New England as the top dogs in the AFC, but besides that, it's kind of wide open. But there's a bit that brings to my next game, um, the Chargers and the Browns. The Chargers took care of the Browns in Cleveland. So, do you want to talk about the Browns winning the playoff game? Do you still want to? Well, is, is that still a possibility? The Chargers are good, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. I want I want to tell you the Chargers are good, bro. Nothing against the Chargers or, or I mean the Browns, but the Chargers are good. Uh, they're four and two right now. This and this is one of those teams too that I want to put in that category. I, it is the Browns though. It, it, they can go to Arrowhead or they can go to Foxborough or one of these other places and give a performance that says, "Hmm, you know, this Chargers team might be a little bit different than teams in the past. Then maybe you know they might find themselves up there as a true Super Bowl contender." But they did beat the Browns. They did what they're supposed to do. They did not play down to their competition. That's another thing that the Chargers have done in the past. They played down to the competition. They just went out there and handled business. What we've seen from the Chargers in the past is the Chargers not doing really well and having to turn it on towards the end of the season to get into the playoffs and to try and make a playoff run. With them winning football games right now, that's scary. That's really scary Uh, because they've lost to the Chiefs and they've lost to the Rams. Everybody else they beat. Mm-hmm. Everybody else they beat. Arguably the two best teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, to be sitting there four and two with a schedule coming up that's very, very, very favorable for them, I think the Chargers is a team that people really better recognize uh, because nobody's talking about. No, I mean, I mean, real quick, they got the Titans, the Seahawks, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Cardinals. I mean, how many games is that? Shoot, that's one, two, three, four, five. That's five games. They could easily win four of those. Yeah, right. They win four out of those games right mm-hmm. there. You're talking about a team that's coming in eight and three, mm-hmm. going down the home stretch. Mm-hmm. You win a couple more games during the playoffs. And they have a they have a veteran veteran quarterback. Oh yeah. And I think that ultimately, I know I did pick the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. And you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes looked. He still looked great in that second half. He did. He looked all right. He he looked he looked pretty good. I mean, Tyreek Hill, they complement each other quite well. The way he could throw the deep ball and the way he get it right up under it. But anyway, if Philip Rivers is in the playoff game, or if um, Ben Roethlisberger or Joe Flacco are in playoff games at home versus Patrick Mahomes, I, I give the edge most of the time to the the veteran quarterbacks. And 
Phillip Rivers is definitely a veteran quarterback. If you find yourself in a playoff game with Patrick, not Patrick, with Phillip Rivers, you know, he might be thinking, hmm, this is, is now or never. Yeah. And the AFC is, it's as closely packed right now than it has ever was. So you have to give Phillip, Phillip Rivers and that Chargers team a chance as yeah. a contender, yeah. but they have to beat that team though. Yeah. You can't, I'm still looking to beat that team. Yeah. They, I mean, they've got a, they've got a rematch with, uh, the Chiefs coming up and you can't, you can't sleep on these dudes. Uh, and if they win, if they're, if they're not trying to fight for the playoff lives come, um, December, then I think you really got to watch out for them. The Raiders are out of there. Uh, the Broncos, I'm not very impressed with the Broncos right now. So, I mean, literally, they hold on. I mean, they beat everybody else but the Chiefs. I mean, you're looking at a wild card team that will be very, very dangerous. Right. Very dangerous. Speaking of the Raiders, they, they fall in London to the Seattle Seahawks. Like you said earlier, the Raiders look, they look pathetic. Yeah. I mean, um, it's sad. It, well, this is this is the problem with the Raiders. John Gruden coming in, everyone thought it was going to be a quick turnaround, you know, kind of similar to what he did in Tampa Bay. But that team was already built with Tony Dungy, so he was able to turn that around really, really quick. And I think that was the thought coming in with the Raiders. And I thought that, too. I think most people thought that. But now, all of a sudden, people are saying, oh, no, is this a rebuild year? <laughs> what? I mean, Derek Carr, two years ago. Was he not an MVP candidate before he got injured? Yeah. Is this true or not? But that team is completely different. Well, he, you still have that quarterback, right? Yeah. And you gave away your best defensive player. I, I would think if you give away an elite defensive player, you are okay with whatever you have on defense. Even if you're trying to rebuild. It's not like Khalil Mack is an old player. He's a young and upcoming talent that you could have kept on your team to help build that defense. Right. So it is a rebuild a year. Now, all of a sudden, it's turned into that. But this year for the, the, the Raiders has been pathetic, to say the least. Yeah, that's uh that's not gonna that's that's not gonna cut it. And I think they did. I mean, there's not a lot of there wasn't a lot of tools and a lot of talent in Oakland prior to him getting there. Let's be real. Amari um, Cooper, he is when, when what we he when is. we first talked about this receiving core for the Raiders, we thought mm, they mm. have the possibility to be one of the the best receiving cores in the league. Mm, I don't remember that conversation. They have Jordy Nelson, mm-hmm. and they have Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of teams would kill for those right, two, but we, and, and we didn't expect Jared Cook to be able to do what he's doing right now. We didn't expect that. And then you had Derek Carr. Yeah. <sighs> oh, and I, I don't know. I think giving the offense a pass a little bit here, man. Derek, Derek Carr is. I don't think they're that good. Marshawn Lynch isn't that good well, now. In right. hindsight, we see that, but coming into this season, we did I, not I, think I this expect, offense would be I, that yeah, bad. No, I didn't think their defense would be that bad either. Right, and I also didn't think know that they were going to deal Khalil Mack for nothing. Right. Uh, so I mean, yeah, but right, they, right, and right. Yeah, but that's just. I mean, I just feel I feel bad for Gruden, and I feel bad for Raider Nation because I mean, they got what one more season before they're off to Vegas if everything goes through, right? And it doesn't fall flat on their face. I mean, I just, I just expected a lot more. I expected them to compete for this division championship, and I didn't see what KC. No one foresaw this. What KC's Don't doing? Don't say no one. Come on. say, I had him as a Super Bowl pick. Come this for my people. I did beat KC to go to the Super Bowl. They ain't going to go to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, that that wasn't – no one but you saw that coming. 
but I, 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 think, I just want some acknowledgement. That's I all I think want. They, they'd be one and five. Oh, yeah, one no, five, one. nobody thought the Raiders would be this bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're On pretty the bad. other end of the spectrum, you have the Seattle Seahawks. As long as these guys have Russell Wilson, they have an opportunity to compete. 17 of 23, 222 yards, and three touchdowns. Dude's a monster, man. That I mean, people can call him a game manager. They can call him whatever they want to. I'll take that guy on my team any day. You know what separates Russell Wilson from the average quarterback? Hard. It, that's, I mean, that's, that goes <laughs> to the equation. But there's just – if he didn't do this, he would be an average quarterback. And I talk about it every podcast. Once it's third and 11 – third and 15, third and six, or whatever you have. Once this man is on that field, you know your team has an opportunity to make that conversion. He might not do it on first and second down. <laughs> he might not. But once that third down comes, he's going to stand in the pocket. He's going to do his little patented run away from you and turn back the other way. And he's going to find a way to find that man downfield and convert and extend plays. Russell Wilson might be one of the best quarterbacks in the league at doing that. Aaron Rodgers is up there too as well. He will find a way to extend drives for you. And that's just that's just what Russell Wilson do. And that's why I take him over a lot of the quarterbacks that are in the league today because he can do that. There, there are a lot of quarterbacks that can, they have the numbers and they look good and they can throw the deep ball beautifully. But when it comes to that third down conversion, they can't get it for you. Yeah. Russell Wilson, he's a magician at doing that. Yeah, he's he's the truth. And for them to have the faith in him that they have and to be playing at the level they're playing with the receiving core that they have, I mean, like somebody, somebody someone called a pass yesterday, I'm like, who is that? Like you literally like people couldn't even name half the receiving core. Mm. Um, and they're still playing, you know, and they're still playing well. Running backs that are just basically running back by committee, um, serviceable, you know, typical second, maybe third string type running backs. And they win a football game, beating other NFL teams with that with that roster. So, um, shout out to the Seahawks, man. That's that's exciting to see. That's really really exciting to see. So the Oakland Raiders' third down efficiency was four of twelve. Terrible. The Seahawks was nine of thirteen. That's just that's the Russell Wilson effect. Yes, sir. So like a that's movie. why he's better than Cam Newton. Hey, I'm not the one to argue that. <laughs> Speaking of Cam Newton. They fall to Washington 17 to 23. Um, they are three and two now. They're still second in the NFC South. Washington is also three and two, but they're first in the NFC East. Alex Smith had a an Alex Smith game, 162 yards passing, two touchdowns. That team is just solid. They might find a way to win at division, Washington, but they're not they're not contenders. I mean, this point blank and civil, I don't think they're contenders. Um, Carolina, as as not Cam Newton is not bad. He's not bad, but he's definitely an X factor. I'm not, I'm not going to go as far as say he's a bad quarterback, but he's definitely an X factor. As long as that defense can play well, then Carolina always has a shot to make it to the Super Bowl. But Cam Newton has to be on his game. He just he just has to be. Um, he played all right. Um, he had uh, two touchdowns, interception. 275 yards passing, but it just it just seems like Carolina, they should be a little bit better than what they are right now. I, I don't think three and two is cutting it for the Carolina Panthers right now. No, I, I mean, they, gosh, I mean, like you, I just, every time you think that they're going to, you know, get on a, go on a run or put a couple of touchdowns in a row, 
uh, they just come. The play calling is ridiculous. Uh, the decision making. I'm sorry, Cam Newton, but the decision making is just out of there. They they could have won that game too. Terrible clock management. Um, bad decisions on you know second and long and third and long type situations. Uh, and they beat the Redskins. And maybe it's just my disdain for the Redskins that I wanted the Panthers to win so bad. But I just think that they could have won that football game. The, Washington was trying to play like not to lose. Um, more so than they were trying to win that game. Even with the turnovers that the the, the Panthers had, they still had a chance to win that football game. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want it bad enough. Yeah, the interception that um, Cam Newton threw, it was a crucial one. You know, Cam Newton is, is probably the most athletically gifted quarterback in the league. I don't think that's a question right now. But his accuracy, it just, it just has to get better. And uh, he's been in the league long enough. He is an MVP in this league. He has led this uh, this team to a Super Bowl. But ultimately, when his career ends, what is he going to be most recognized for? Not getting it done. That's it. And that's and that's pretty much it. They still have some time to correct that. They are second in the, the NFC uh, South. So I, I do still think that they're contenders in that division, especially in that division. Yeah, I hope so, man. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I like him. I want them to do well. I just know that he's not going to be able to – I mean, his team deserves more than that. Uh, his team deserves more than that. So hopefully he can hopefully he can get it together because I'm not, I'm not impressed right now. Sorry. I'm just not. I have to be in the same boat. I wish Chris was here and he would tell us differently about how he's the, the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. Yeah. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have Minnesota. Minnesota was able to pull off a win against the Arizona Cardinals 27-17. to uh, that game was okay. I didn't really see much from Minnesota. Um, Kirk Cousins, 24-34, 233 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He looked okay. I mean, there was a point in that game where I almost felt like, hmm, is Arizona going to try to pull off an upset here? But it, it never really happened. Uh, Minnesota's okay. Some people like to say that they are contenders, which I think they still are. They're still contenders. It's, it's only, you know, um, how far through the season are we right now? A third. The third? A third of the way, yeah. Yeah. What's Minnesota's record right now? They've got to be, what are they, three and three? Are they Are they 500? I don't I don't believe that they, I, I'm not sure if they had a bye week yet, but I want to say the the Vikings are three and three. I don't think they've won four games. I'm pretty sure they haven't won four games. Mm. That would be yeah, interesting to me. The Vikings have they they beat the Niners. Oh, I take that back. They tied the Packers, lost to the Bills, so they were one, one, and one. They lost to the Rams, one, two, and one. Yeah, three, two, and one. Three, two, and one. They they yeah. lost the to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they as lost well, to, too. They lost to the Bills. Uh they lost to the Rams. They beat the Eagles and they beat the Cardinals. Not too impressive for Minnesota. Yeah, not too impressive. Maybe that defense is slightly overrated. Thought they would be a little bit better than what they've shown this year. Three, two, and one. They are second in the NFC North as far as uh, seeding. Still early in the season. We'll see what happens. Uh, NFC right now is dominated. The best team in NFC by far is the Rams. Point blank and simple. For sure. Uh, Yeah, I was, I was, I was, you know, what you talking about somebody flying under the radar. 
Um, Adam Thielen, bro. That mm-hmm. didn't, I mean, whew, talking about best receiving core, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that there's two people better than Thielen and Diggs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, if they are, I don't, I mean, not better, maybe just as good, but he's putting up crazy numbers and he made some stupid decisions yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, with those two throwing the ball, with him being able to throw the ball to those two, you could see why he's one of the top pass, in passing yards in the NFL. Th- those dudes are hard to cover. They're yeah. extremely hard to cover. And they don't get recognition either. You don't think of those two people and think, oh, well, I got to put help over the top or anything like that. Um, they're they're kind of underrated. But Adam Thielen is definitely having a year. Um, he had 11 receptions uh, the other day. <laughs> That's crazy. Love that man. I, lo- I, I, I love him. And I love what they're doing with him. And I think that they're going to be – I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially if they get everything together. If they get everything together – it's going to be hard to beat that team, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, if they get back to playing defense the way that we thought they were or even close to what we thought they were, I think teams are going to struggle um, trying to play them. Uh, but we shall see. It's uh, not far away. Uh, I mean, we're a third of the way through the football season, and I think you know a couple weeks from now, by week 10, week 11, I think we'll really find out who some of these teams are and if they're real or not. And I think at the end of the day, the Vikings will be one of those teams that people are like, oh yeah, yeah, they're that they are that good, and then some. I think we're we're going to think that they're that good. I don't know about the then some. Why? Because I don't know if their offense can hang with the New Orleans or hang with the Rams. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. So you're talking about the Vikings team that played in the NFC Championship game last year? That's last year. This, okay. is, this is this is this year. I'm just saying. I'm just, this year. Sure. I'm just making so sure. So far this year, from what I've seen, I haven't seen it this year. Okay, and it, that's you know, fair. I I can't, you know, the the Texans just played Buffalo at home. It, the Buffalo Bills do have a good defense, but there's no way that you should only score seven points at home to that Buffalo Bill defense. I know that's in the past, and we're moving forward, but Minnesota hasn't shown me that they are a, a top team in the NFC right now. Right that's now, fair. it has to be the Rams and it has to be the Saints. Completely, fair. I am not tripping on that. I am not tripping. I think we I think we're in for a treat though. I really do. I think we're in for a treat. I hope so. I like treats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have the Colts. They they traveled to to New York to face the Jets. Um, that was a shootout. Um, the Jets scored 42 points. I didn't see that coming. No. But they scored 42 points. Indianapolis scored 34 points. Um, Andrew Luck, 23 of 43, 301 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Sam Darnold played pretty good, too. 24 of 30, 280 yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions. Did you just say Sam Darnold played good? He played all right. He did. I'm not going to even lie to you. It hurts yeah, he me played to, all right. Yeah. It hurts me to say it, but he definitely did. I'm, but on the other side, with Andrew Luck, he just he has to do it all. And sometimes he forces passes, yes, but those are throws that he can make and he knows that he can make. And so that's where the, the three interceptions come into play. But um, Andrew Luck, if they can just get a defense and some more help around him in that line, that team is dangerous. But right now, it's it's going to be about a year or two away for that Indianapolis Colts team. You think so? I think so. A I year think. or two? A year or two, yeah. I don't know. The, don't... the Colts haven't, haven't shown me anything yet. Yeah, but if you could throw the ball like that without the receiving core that they have and without a running game, I think you go and you get a you get an average running back to put back there with luck where people actually have to respect them. 
Um, and then you throw in a receiver like a T.Y. Hilton or, you know, a decent wide receiver, I think they're completely def- a, a completely different football team. Completely different football team. Um, and I think we're going to see that. I'm, I'm a huge Andrew Luck fan, bro. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just – I like the guy. No, I, like I, th- the guy I think he's good too. I think Andrew Luck is, is – when healthy is an elite quarterback for sure. But I think that the Indianapolis Colts have done a, a disservice. I honestly think that coming into this year, he should already have a, all that stuff down. He should already have that stuff fixed. Like he, it should just be this plug and play. But he, they still have some work to do, and uh, I think that's kind of setting that team back a little bit. Yeah, that's that. That could be it. That, he's got to protect the football, man. But they've also got to protect him. I don't think they do a good job of protecting Andrew Luck at all, man. At all, they and don't. So he's like he's back there fighting for his life. And uh, and and he's still putting up those big numbers, you know, like he's doing. So, could you imagine? You know, it, it, he won't be mentioned, but could you imagine what they'd be without a quarterback like Andrew Luck? You're talking about, uh, and he's not going to win MVP, but they would be boo boo. Like and that's you the put thing, though. Most of the people in that offense. Yeah, that's the thing, though. He without Andrew Luck, that team is has no chance of winning. Even that game against the Jets, they were down significantly, and he helped. Pulled him right back in, and that's his classic Andrew Luck. He will throw some interceptions. Yeah. This is no doubt that comes with the territory. But when it comes down to getting that third and fifteen, third and whatever, he's going to convert uh, down the stretch. That was vintage Andrew Luck before he got hurt. Yeah, and that was that team that people said that might make it to a Super Bowl the year uh, after they went all the way to the AFC um, Championship game and got dismantled by the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I think we're going to be – I mean, with Andrew Luck, with Andrew Luck, I told you before the season started, I thought that, you know, he was back and it wasn't going to take that long. And when you hear announcers saying, like, hey, man, this dude's back and he's throwing the ball really, really well, people are a little bit worried about his deep ball a little bit. But, I mean, with the receiving core, yeah, I don't know that that's a huge deal. If he keeps making those types of decisions, I'm just glad to see somebody come back from an injury like he had. Well, I, um, I put him in the same category. I was just going to mention this. Um, I like seeing that, too. I, I root for quarterbacks like Andrew Luck. Like um, Robert Griffin III, like uh, um, uh, what's that guy's name from um, Minnesota? He's played for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Uh, quarterbacks like that that have had that in, those injuries, and to see them come back and play well, because I don't know if you've seen Robert Griffin play um, in uh, the Raiders, not the Raiders, the Ravens in the the preseason. He looked pretty good. I mean, if he was given an opportunity to start somewhere, I think he could be a starting quarterback somewhere too as well. But I just like seeing quarterbacks like that coming off injury uh, play well. Yeah. So kudos, kudos to him. I thought they would have a chance to not finish last in the division, but looks like that's what I, I think that I think they're going to be last. Yeah. This is, this is definitely a three-way, three-team race right now with the, the Titans, the Texans, and the, the, the Jaguars. I I thought it would be the Jaguars for sure at one point, but none, none of those three teams are just – they're going to run away with it right now because they all have these weaknesses. Um, if the Colts had a decent defense, they would be in there too as well. I mean, it's not like the Texans. They beat the the Texans beat them in overtime. Yeah, and it was a, a terrible. Don't even call. go there. A terrible call. <laughs> Y'all benefited from <laughs> overtimes a back to back week, so don't uh, even go there. All right. So uh, the next game we're going to dive into the Rams go up to Denver and uh, beat Denver twenty three to twenty. Subpar game for the Rams. Subpar game for Jared Goff. It was cold. Yeah, it was cold. It was really, really cold. But the Rams don't have to worry about that. If they, especially if they get home home field, 
they're going to be playing in, in in nice um nice weather. Are they do they play in the dome or do they play outside? Who? The the Rams. They play outside. They play outside, yeah. So they're going to play in some nice weather. Um but they came in with the win. You know how hard it is to go up to Denver and win. So, um Case Keenum, he played okay, 25 of 31, 322 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, but the, the, the Rams found a way to win, and that's all you can do sometimes. They, they're not going to go out there and score 40 each game, every game. They found a way to win. Todd Gurley did his thing, 20 attempts, 208 yards, two touchdowns. So that, that's that's one thing that helps uh, Jared Goff a lot, too, is that he has that elite running back right there to take some of the pressure off of them. If, it, if they just want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, give them some time to to calculate things, they can do that. Todd Gurley is probably arguably the best running back in the league right now. And and when you can take him out of the game and then put in somebody like Eckler who can catch the ball out of the backfield, you know, get you a good five or six tough yards running the ball at a time, I mean, shoot, they're, I mean, they're tough. And then, you know, San Antonio's own, Okay, Cibolo's own <laughs> Malcolm Brown uh-huh. um, as a as somebody else who's a hard nosed runner from University of Texas. Shout out number seventh ranked Texas Longhorns. Um, yeah, they they they're all around good football team, and they're doing it with. I mean, I know they lost Cooper Cup, but think about their receiving core. They got Cooks over there too. Yeah, but Brandon Cooks. Well, this when you talk about offensive minds, yeah. That is an elite offensive of mind right there with the Rams. You don't want to talk about it enough. But when I see the Rams play, when I see the Saints play, when I see the Kansas City Chiefs play, it is just a world of difference as far as what separates them from a team like the Texans. I'm watching the Texans play. It's erratic. It just looks like, you know, nothing's in the flow. They're in the flow, those three teams with those three offensive coordinators. I mean, it's it's beautiful offensive football to watch. And that's just a difference right there. You don't have to have all the talent in the world, but they definitely will get the most out of what they have on that offensive side of the ball. And it's just beautiful to watch. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, as much as I hate to say it, cause I don't want any, any threat to America's team kind of makes me a little bit nervous. They're a threat. No, no, I'm not. I don't, you didn't even worry about the Cowboys. You do worry about the Cowboys right now. No, don't worry I'm about just other saying, teams. Only, but, but the only thing that, only thing that excites me about the potential of trying to play against a team like the Rams is I'm not really worried about their defense. Like their defense right now, I thought their defense would be lights out right now. The Rams? Not, yeah. It's not. There yeah. really isn't. Hmm, we'll, we'll talk about the team next that might have that defense. That might We're be talking underrated. about Dallas. No, I'm talking about the Ravens, oh, sir. Oh. But uh, yeah, there's, there's not really a team right now that is. That scares me. Any team week to week, I feel like for for the most part has a chance to win. Not I'm not talking about Arizona. I'm not talking about the Buffalo Bills. And to a certain extent, I'm not talking about the Colts. Even though I know they have Andrew Luck and they can win any game with that guy. But for to a certain degree, even with the Rams, the Rams are a complete team, but they still have Jared Goff back there. Jared Goff is a young quarterback. And you never know when he's going to have a bad day. He hasn't really proven anything yet. What you prove yourself is, is when you go to the playoffs and you win the playoffs and you lead your team to playoff wins. And we got to see that. No, no, no team right now scares me. Mm. Says the three and three. Man, look at you. You got, all this, you got all this excitement and, and, and bravado in your voice. You're like, nobody scares me. <laughs> nobody scares yeah, me. we're three and three. 
Nobody scares me right that now. Sound like Batman. Nobody scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like totally different what you were saying about a month ago. Well, I'm not. I'm talking about a month ago. I was talking about other teams. <laughs> it would still be the same way. Even if the the Texans were I'm about to call them the Oilers. Wow. Even if the someone Texans, called the Titans the Texans yesterday on the. On oh really? The, yeah, it was pretty funny. That's hilarious. But uh, even if the Texans were zero and six for some reason, there isn't a team right now in the league that just scares me like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and we talked about the parity in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, and I think we're seeing it. I really oh, yeah, think we're absolutely. seeing it with the number. Of, I mean, like, and it's too early. I, I was even trying to find it, like, you know, the playoff scenarios. Like, if the playoffs started today, who would it be? Because we're already a third of the way done with the NFL season. I couldn't even find it yet. But Yeah, because when you look at both sides, there are not a lot of teams that have losing records. No, and and three and three will get you in um, right now. There'd be a couple of wild card teams, at least one in each division, Probably two at three and three, um, which is you know that's crazy. That's crazy to me. So um, it's a, it's exciting time um, to be an NFL fan, and I don't know. I I don't know if I'm not scared of a team. Come playoff time, I'm scared of the Patriots. I'm scared of the Rams right now. Well, I think it's the Patriots are Thanos. Okay, let me just <laughs> use the analogy. So when you when you first go up against Thanos, of course you're scared. You you you're, you're I you're, wouldn't say scared. You're, you're terrified. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be dust. But initially, you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm going up against Thanos. But when you when it's like the 10th year, like, what can you really do? You can't be scared anymore. That's true. You know, after, true. after a while, you already know, okay, hey, either we're going we're gonna to play our butts off and try to win, but you're not necessarily scared anymore. New England Patriots, yes, they're the cream of the crop. That are a team that's always in the AFC Championship game, but eventually someone's going to have to beat them, and that team can't be scared. So I, I don't, I don't necessarily think I don't see a team right now that I'm afraid of. I just don't. You don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. All right. So we alluded to this um, defense earlier. The Ravens shut out the the Titans in Tennessee, twenty-one to zero. That defense um, set a team record with eleven sacks. How do you get eleven sacks? One of the best performances I've I've witnessed, man. Oh man, uh, I'm, Chris alluded to this about Marcus Mariota in the earlier podcast, but you never know what you're going to get with Marcus Mariota. I, I think he's, you know, the question always has been who's going to be the better quarterback, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota, right? When they both came out, at one point going in, you thought Jameis Winston, no doubt. Then there was a point in time you thought, no, it's going to be Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mario has definitely digressed. And I I still think it's going to be Jameis Winston, but I, I just, I'm just i confused about Marcus Mariota right now. Like I feel like if Marcus Mariota would have played against the Texans, we would have won that game. <laughs> uh, Marcus Mariota had 10 of 15, 117 yards. Like, what is that? That's almost like you're trying to protect your quarterback. Marcus Mariota has been in the league just as long as Jameis Winston. It, it's... It's time to take the training wheels off of him and let's see what you got in this quarterback. And I don't, I don't, I think what you see is what you get from Marcus Mariota right now. I don't know if he's a guy. I don't. I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like he's really, I, I told, I mean, when I saw him play in college, I was just, I was in awe. I mean, I was, I was truly in awe. Uh, but now I'm like, what's wrong with this kid? I don't know what's wrong with him. And I, w- I hope he gets it together. But if he doesn't, I mean, he's going to be one of those, you know, gone too soon type quarterbacks delegated to a backup role like a like a Colt McCoy. You think uh, so? Yeah, because I just don't see it in him. I don't see that. Inst- I don't see that killer instinct. I don't see 
him having I don't see him being that dude anymore. And I don't understand and I don't get it. I don't get it. And I mean, I think I don't know, he used to be able to extend plays with his feet. He was able to do some, you know, amazing things, and he's not doing that right now. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe he just needs to chill um for right now, but it's it's disappointing. I'm disappointed in him. Yeah, no one knows what it is, but it's definitely something. The quarterback play in that division is pretty much the only thing right now that is keeping the Houston Texans in that division. If if for some reason Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien can get it together, I think that the Texans will take it because Marcus Mariota and, and Blake Borders are just not doing it. Did Andrew you just Luck, say that? Andrew you just Luck said the Texans are going to take the division. Hey, I've always said that. Okay, I've always said that. You you, you questioned me once before about that. You, I think video. I did. When I, I said, got it. I got okay, it. so I mean, they're a lot closer now than they were a couple of weeks ago. They started off zero three. They've won three games in a row. Yeah, they have a chance to win a division. They really do. There are only maybe two divisions right now that are that are locked down. Whatever division the Rams are in, <laughs> <laughs> that's locked down. And I want to say, well, I. Miami's still in there, but no one really expects Miami to take that division from uh, New England right now. They're no. both four and two, but yeah, yeah, nobody, no, I don't think anybody's gonna. No, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, the, the Tennessee Titans' uh, third down conversion uh, rate uh, efficiency was one of ten. Yeah, that's not gonna get it done. Yeah, that's yeah, at all. Yeah, and as long as your boy, your favorite quarterback in the NFL, Brock Osweiler, still. <laughs> Did we talk about that game? No, no, we didn't. Oh my god! Did we talk about that game? Miami beats Chicago. I we didn't even. I didn't. I forgot about that game. I'm sorry, bro. Um, Brock Osweiler. I hate his guts. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I I really do. Uh, we talked about that defense. We thought that they were a, a pretty good defense. Um, you know, Brock Osweiler. He he made the plays when he need to make plays. He went uh, 28 of 44. 380 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, Trubisky, 22 of 31, 316 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. I, I want to say Chicago should have won that game. I didn't get to ca- catch all that game, but I think they were they were close to scoring and something happened. Yeah, goal line fumble. Right, right. So Chicago still should have pulled away and won that game. But Miami found a way to win. They found a way to win with Brock Osweiler at that. Uh, I can't take anything away from them. That that team is, you know, if. But right now, if you tell me that there's a team that might not make the playoffs and has a winning record at this moment, it might be Miami. Wow! And it's just because of the way things are set up. Is it because you think Brock no, Bob no, 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 no. Start quarterback. No, no. It's just because of the way things are set up. You you, you would assume that New England's going to win that division. Then you're going to say. One of those three teams in the um, AFC um, um, North, right, mm-hmm. is going to win. It's going to be at least two teams there, and then you might have the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So they might just they might have a winning record and still be left out of the playoffs. Yeah, I I just what I've never I shouldn't say never. Um, I've not seen a game where I felt so bad for somebody. I didn't get to see the um, Tariq Cohen fumble, but when I saw Kenyon Drake fumble on the half-yard line, oh yeah, bro, I felt so bad for him. I'm not even a Dolphins fan. I was like, they got to win this game for this dude. Like, That, you that could, was reminiscent of, of Mac. 
Yeah. Back with the Browns. But that was a playoff game. Right. That, but that I was, was like, bro, like I, I felt so I told my son, I was like, man, I feel so bad for this guy. And then when they won and he was like, you oh, know, yeah, kneeling, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. he was crying. <laughs> like, I almost cost my team this game. Like, I feel bad. I feel so I feel like, man, why do I feel so bad for a grown man? Um, I feel bad for him. So I'm glad that they actually pulled that off. Um so I was I was I was happy the game ended the way that it did. Yeah, but because I mean, you you talked about the parody in the NFL. This has never happened. Six straight weeks with at least one overtime game. We've yeah. had already had how many ties? Maybe two or three. I want to say I, I think we've had two, but I think it, the next one will be the record. Like I don't think we've ever had three ties in a in a in, in a season. season. And we're right. not. I mean, I'm just saying you've we're had only that a third many, of the way, right? <laughs> And we've already had six straight overtime games. Right. I mean, the the level of competition is close right now. It just is. There there is no as much as we want to talk about the Rams being that team, or even to a certain extent extent, the Kansas City Chiefs, the one thing that makes you think that maybe they can be beat is the quarterbacks. Because they're they're two young quarterbacks that really haven't proved themselves in the playoffs. And until they do that, you know, we, we never know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he goes up to Foxborough. They lose forty to forty three to Tom Brady and New England Patriots. You talked about the the Patriots defense earlier, about how they're not that great right now. Mm-hmm. Did we already talk about this game? Like, no, haven't deja really. vu. No, we haven't. Feel like we talked about this already. But uh, I I thought Patrick Mahomes, especially in the second half, he played good. The second half, uh, if you want to say he had a bad game. That's fine. But if 22 of 36 were 352 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions is a bad game, then wow. Tom Brady did this thing too. I thought he had more touchdowns than this, but he went 24, 35, 340, and this one touchdown. But um, that was that was definitely a wild game. I, I thought at, at one point I did think that anybody who 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 bet for the New England Patriots and 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 for the the four over was gonna get it. But eventually, KC did come back, and uh, the, the Patriots only won by three. They took a, a last-second field goal for him to pull it out in that game. Yeah, I just think that there was no – someone said in the game, like, there's no such thing as scoring too soon. I heard that yesterday during some of the games. Like, there's no such thing as scoring too soon. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. You can say that dude Lincoln. They, they did not want Patrick Mahomes to get that ball back. Well, that, but if Tyreek Hill goes out of bounds, like, on the one-yard line. Right. And, I mean, and uh, everybody's not, you know, Brian but, but Westbrook there, there who thinks a, like that. Yeah, but that was still, that was, there was still a lot of time. minutes on the clock, bro. Yeah. You're not getting the ball back. Now, would you, are you not getting the ball back? Man. You're tying the game but first I, of I all. Still think you just, I still think you take that touchdown. Because when you think about the Patriots, they are a veteran team. I mean, they have vets. They have veteran quarterback. They have arguably the, the greatest coach of all time. The Chiefs have to do whatever they can to win. Bro, he, he can't run out of bounds. If you go out of, if you go out of bounds on the one-yard line. I know he's not thinking about that. And how much are they down by? They're down by four. They're down by seven. They were down by. They were down by seven. Oh, they were by seven. Yeah, right. yeah, you take the touchdown. So bro. you go. So I'm just saying, if they go, if he goes out of bounds at the one or or whatever, gives himself up at the one yard line, and and forces New England to use two or three of their timeouts, I think I think that game goes in overtime. They have a chance to win. You guaranteed yourself not. I mean, with Goskowski kicking, 
I mean, I, I picked up Gaskowski on my fantasy team uh-huh. uh, Sunday, Saturday, because he became available. I want to say he scored like 22 points right. uh, in fantasy football uh, this weekend in my league because he's just, I mean, the dude's automatic. So you get inside the 40, he's going to have, he's going to give you a chance to, to win. And I don't know. In hindsight, I don't think any NFL player is probably thinking about that as a running for a touchdown in that situation. But, I mean, come on, bro. Like, you got to. I think it would have been too early. Because I think I, it was three minutes plus left. I want to say it was more than that, bro. I think it was a little over three minutes. It wasn't that much left because they scored in twelve seconds. I want to say Brady got the ball with three minutes and change left. Yeah, they, they scored quick, but I, I don't know, man. That's just the way that uh, Kansas City scores. When you look at the time possession, Kansas City had the ball for about 23, 24 minutes. Uh, New England had the ball for about thirty six minutes as far as time possession. That's just the way Kansas City plays. They play quick. They score quick. If they if they would if he would have went out of bounds to the one yard line, who knows? They even I'm they're gonna score, but I don't know, bro. Goskowski I don't made think five I, field goals yesterday. Yeah, five, <laughs> five, <laughs> five field goals. So I mean, I mean, and and there was no doubt, and they could New England could have went and tried to score a touchdown. They they settled for a field I bet goal. You wish they did. I, <laughs> <laughs> God, you're throwing stuff at me. I would throw that stuff at me too, man. Because why you, would you do that to me right I'm now? I'm just saying. I, I, was, I, all this I time, was rooting for you. I was rooting for you. All bro. This, that's I the was first time, as much as I wanted to. That's the first time I've thrown something at you. So. I wish you had that on videotape. <laughs> you abused me, Trey. Wow. But if you guys don't know, Trey did. Trey did bet on that game. Um, <sighs> the Patriots were favored by four, it's three and a half, <sighs> three and a half. Actually. Which means they had to win by four. four. Yeah. yeah, they went by four and. uh Barely, I was rooting for you, bro. I I wanted, but as soon as he scored, I knew we we knew it was over. The the Patriots weren't going to go down to the field and score a touchdown. They could have. They they weren't. They could have. Because this because of what you just said right now. I know they were going to if they would have gotten close, someone would have ran out of bounds or kneeled or something. It was going to be a three point game. So that that five team parlay that went very well minus that game. Uh-huh. Six hundred bucks gone down the drain. Gone. You'll get them next time. Don't remind me. <laughs> I'm, that sorry was, for, I'm sorry for throwing the money no, back. No, it's, it's okay. No problem. With that. It's all good. I did I'll, have I'll a good get, shot. Though. I'll get you back. Though. I had a good shot. <laughs> I owe you one. I definitely owe you one. I'll get you back. I'm in a good mood, so um, if I wasn't in a good mood right now, we'll probably be fighting right now. But it's all good. Um, but yeah, the, the Patriots did. Um, Make remind everybody that they are still the team to beat in the AFC right now. Even though Kansas City had a good showing in New England, and we talked about the defenses being suspect, I don't think New England wins that game in Arrowhead, mm. honestly. But, you know, right now, if you have to pick who's going to be the number one seed in AFC, who, who you got? I just don't see, I mean, that the Chiefs have to play the Chargers one more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to look at the rest of their schedule to see who I think could actually beat them. I don't know. I don't know who else they have. Who else they have on the schedule that's actually going to be able to play with them? I mean, because they they score the ball at will. They, there's, there's there's nobody. That that's uh that's the scary part. Um, and if they continue to score like that, and Mahomes, that game, even, I don't know if there's ever such thing as a good loss. But in a loss like that, when you saw that kid with bright lights and you know people well, starting there for the first time. But it's a good is. loss for Patrick Mahomes. 
because he was able to compose himself and get his team back to 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 being close to winning that game. They took the lead, right, at one point in time, right? Yes. They did have a lead. But as far as it being a bad loss for Kansas City in general, they the Chiefs fans have to see KC win games like that. Not Patriots just, gonna be the number one seed, bro. Think so? Because yeah, I look at that schedule. That that schedule is not. Fair. Who else they play? I know they're playing the Chargers. That is not fair, bro. Who else they've they play? got? They've got the Bengals at home, which I think is gonna be a better game than what people think. Because oh, be their game, but, and then they got the Broncos. No big deal. No they big play deal. at the Browns. That's they, like a, they're gonna beat that. They're they play the Cardinals. They're gonna that's, a, that's three three and one at they best. They play in Los Angeles against the Rams. They're gonna lose that game. They play the, the Raiders. The, the Raiders. Ra- the Ravens come to Kansas City. Well, there, there's some interesting games there. Let me put it that way. And, the, and yeah, they got Ra- Ravens and back to back weeks. They have the Ravens, Chargers, Seahawks. Ravens, Chargers. Where's the Seahawks game gonna be played at? In Seattle. Oh yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, so that's going to be that that those types of games I think are that'll be a challenge for them. Yeah, in that no environment. Doubt. So, yeah. but I mean, and the problem is now basically, you know, they lose one game, they're basically two games behind, um, or a game behind um, the Patriots because they because they lost. Right. So it'll be good. I think that's a prelude um, or preview of the AFC Championship game. Easy, easy, easy. I can't disagree with you there. I did pick the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. That's not. Well, what's, the case. We, we are recording uh, during the Packers and the um, who are they playing? I can't remember. The Forty Niners. What's how's that game looking? Man, I, I, I well. Oh wow! I lost another bet. <laughs> cannot believe that the San Francisco Forty Niners are, are beating it right now. And what we'll did see. I what did I tell you last week about this? I told you I wasn't looking forward to this game. And if the 49ers won, it's going to be in a crappy fashion. And here they are putting up 50 points, you know, through three quarters. It's crazy. Crazy. So the Packers better not lose this game. They better not to the 49ers. I have too many friends that are 49ers fans that I don't want to hear from, if that's the case. Don't want to see that. Yeah, man, the, the Packers are my my other choice as far as the Super Bowl. They're, they're letting me down right now. They've been letting me down. All all year so far. So, so you, you talked about um, Casey and uh, New England. Is there? A t- I think we talk about the sleeper teams. Is, are the Chargers that sleeper team? Is that who you think the sleeper team is right now? Um, I don't know if I would go with the in the AFC. In the AFC, I um, I, I would have to say them or the Ravens. Ravens, yeah, I think yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. Michael Crabtree looks like he's just been reinvigorated. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, they have a pretty good receiving. They core, got a though. really we good talk receiving about, core. We talk about that receiving core. They've got a really good receiving core, and with Flacco, he's proven that de- if that defense plays like that, that's gonna, that's going to be scary. That's going to be really scary. And if Flacco can play well, and Collins, if he can get his act together and, and run the football, um, they got a two. They might have three teams in the division with the playoffs. That's yeah, they, they could. Might. I still I still think it'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers on the outside looking in eventually. I think all the stuff will catch it to an eventually. But like I alluded to earlier, that was a big win. Yeah, that that AFC playoffs is gonna be legit. It's gonna be legit. But it what it'll boil down to is who's gonna be the most disciplined team. Mm-hmm. And right now we know the most disciplined team is the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. They're the most disciplined team in the in the AFC. And I'd have to say probably the, the Chiefs after that. Those other two teams, they're just so undisciplined right now. It's not even funny. 
The Mahomes. Ravens are probably a third. The, pe- the, pe- yeah, the, the Ravens, Steelers are undisciplined. Yeah, yeah. The Bengals are undisciplined. They're undisciplined, yeah. I mean, like, it just. I, the I Ravens get, are pretty different. The, the Steelers want to fight everybody. Yeah. I mean, right. they broke up a couple fights in that game, you know, yesterday. And that's why I don't know if the, I don't know if the Steelers. And, you know, even the Bengals are certain. And I'm not trying to, you know, is this the discipline mm-hmm. factor? We talked When they talked about New England the other day. And they they said they were the least penalized team in the league, and it came. I think it was the middle of the third quarter when they had that first penalty in that game. I was just, I know I shouldn't be shocked because it's a Bill Belichick team, but I was still like, wow, you know, this is this is why the Patriots are still the Patriots. Hmm. Uh, mm. Coaching goes a long way. Yeah, coaching does. coaching goes coaching goes a long way. Absolutely, but I don't does. know if it's the as much as the coaching. I'm not going to even say that because that's going to be – that might not be – that's not going to come across the right way. That's not going to come across the right way. Because I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what you're going to say now, mm-mm, though. Mm-mm. We, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to, we have to dive into it. I swear to <laughs> No, I'm just saying like it's, it's – it's, it's, I don't know if it's more of the coaching mm. or the character, not the race, but the character of the players that they're, that they're picking up. The Bengals have not been shy – of picking up players who've why, had why did race come to the equation? At well, because all? I know how people think, and I okay. think that's what people think. Okay, so, okay. and if you think about the Patriots, you think I mean a lot of the Patriots have a fair share of all races. Okay. Okay. But I don't want people to think this is racial at all. Okay, the Cincinnati Bengals have have been like the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite team. They have not been afraid of picking up players with history. You know what I mean? I think the, I think the Patriots have been the same way. The, but but that's where the leadership comes in, right? And so the Patriots have have I mean for crying out loud, they had a tight end on their team who's. Mm-hmm. Convicted, well, and, they, and they have a God very they have a very short leash. Very yes. on players too, and that's where leadership comes in. Right. So I think when you talk about the character of somebody, you've also got to have a, talk about the character of somebody who has a has an issue. Who's it's willing. not just the Bengals; it's, it's also the, the the Steelers too. The Steelers too. That's right. what I'm. But that's what I, that's what I was going with that. But I didn't want this to come across like I was just saying because of the type of players. It's not just the type of players; it's the leadership, and but also their character. So if those guys are willing to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to come in, I'm going to buy into your system, and I'm going to make this work. The little episode that uh, ESPN showed, you know, about the the legacy that they're carrying off from like Teddy Bruschi, just a little chant that they say before and after games and things like that. You've really got to buy in to what they're doing because if you don't, you're actually going to be there. Sorry. I mean, you're not going to be there. Like the Yankees. You know, when you see Andrew McCutcheon go and shave your your beard and everything else, like, look, if you want to be a part of this, this is the way it's going to go. But that goes back to good leadership. And I think nothing against Marvin Lewis, nothing against Mike Tomlin, but when you got good leadership, sometimes the people with the so with let's the, are you you talking about race? This, what, what people might think as far as the coaches because of what I said. No, because are, of what I said, they could have taken either leadership talking about their coaches or, or by leadership the by the players. Okay, that's so not what I'm saying. Next thing I want to ask you is, do you think there's good leadership there in both those organizations? I think there's good leadership. I think the people that they choose to take on. Like say like a Joe Mixon, everybody's no secret what happened with that kid and how everybody wanted to have their head. Like they were furious at this. I think for what he was getting ready to do and what he was trying, what he had to overcome, I think he's under the right coaching and the right tutelage and the right leadership to get Joe Mixon as a as a grown man, as a great football player, past what he's going through. I think those young men can relate a little bit more, you know, to some of the people on that coaching staff um, than they would be if they were under. Under somebody else, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, I think we see it. We we see it in Dallas. I'm just being honest with you. With the players that we have on our team, they're still going buck wild. They're still out there doing crazy stuff, getting suspended, still doing you know their drugs, 
still partying up in the clubs and stuff like that. But I think once they, if they don't have that leadership inside that locker room, and if they don't have somebody they can identify with, I think you're going to continue to see that. And I think that the people like the Steelers and the and the Bengals do a good job with that. But at some point in time, you also sacrifice, uh, you know, the accolades that those other coaches are getting. Because a lot of times, I feel bad for those coaches, like they're babysitting. I really feel like they're just babysitting. Well, I, and I, it's really just one coach, two. It's Bill Belichick on tomorrow as far as oh yeah, yeah. It's really just Bill Belichick, bro. I don't know. All the other coaches, you put you put Bill O'Brien on that Bengals team. You put Bill O'Brien on that Steelers, mm-hmm. on that Steelers team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be. But to to you got to know what you got though too. Absolutely. So as far as Marvin Lewis and and Mike Tomlin are concerned, they know what they're bringing on. There are some coaches that won't put themselves in that situation. Absolutely. Right. So I, I see Bill O'Brien, especially being with this Texas organization, they're not going to put themselves in a situation to have players like that. But you're right. Mike Tomlin and, and Marvin Lewis, they're going to say, you know, we're going to give you a chance over here. They might let them be there a little bit longer than they need to be, but at least they'll bring on that talent on and see what they can do for that team. And they have experienced success. Like right. they've, they've right. won. They've been there. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin's a Super Bowl winning coach. Like he's, he, I mean, like, Assistant coach, because no, he, he won a Super Bowl. No, he won a Super Bowl yes, with him. That's yes, right, absolutely, absolutely. So, so he's he's one of those. So I'm not talking. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I think I think sometimes they put a lot of pressure on those people, and they're dealing with. I mean, hell, his best running back mm-hmm. couldn't stop smoking weed and had to miss a few games a couple seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like you don't find those types of issues, and if they do, if you do get those types of issues in some other organizations, it's deuces. Like that's just the way that it is, and that's just. Well, are you are you not even there? Oh, you're not there. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're not, not there to begin the with. The difference between Bill Belichick and I'm not saying cut Le'Veon Bell. I'm not saying that. I'm just no, saying no, no, no. I know you're not. Saying some that. people don't deal with it. Some it's just yeah. and that's Bill Belichick. I mean, or we're talking specific because yeah. he's really the only coach that you can compare this to. That's it. And he is, and it's well, what Pete makes Carroll, him so special. Pete Carroll's not even on Bill Belichick's level. Well, I agree. I, I know. I, agree. Not, I mean, Bill Belichick has been doing it so so long, and we know we talk about. The Aaron Hernandez thing that was definitely a stain on his resume as far as the players, but you know, really besides that, you know, once they have a, a pro- even even with Aaron Hernandez, he was a convicted that they're like, oh, you're you're done, out of here, you're out of here, and it just so happened that you know he was involved on that stuff. But anyway, Bill Belichick will take it on. He has built a culture up there that you know is very hard to play with. You know, you talk about the, the guy that was with the Philadelphia Eagles. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But he did play with the, the New England Patriots. He said it just wasn't fun playing up there. And it was fun playing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, if you're going to play in an organization that's that's not fun, that's what's going to happen. But what's going to also happen is you're going to be the most successful organization in the NFL ever. Because yeah. that's what has to happen. You have to have some kind of discipline. And it has to this be almost military-like. For you sustained that for that long, it's 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 crazy. Since, man. What two thousand? You, you, you go know? back to you go back to some of the great teams, and not just in football, but in any sport. Um, yeah, it's just the, it's just the way that it was, that's man. It Phil Jackson. But they also had integral players there as well that bought into the system. That's that's Tom Brady is he is there. He's if Bill Belichick's not on your ass, Tom Brady's on your ass. Absolutely. When um, Teddy Bruschi was there, if He's on your ass as well. I mean, he he had players, integral players that bought into the system. And if he wasn't there screaming at you, they're there doing the job for him. Did you see the interview or the, the comment that they made about Brady saying about how happy he was with Edelman? Because him and Edelman have like this love-hate relationship where he can just go oh, at Oh, yeah, him. exactly. That was, on the, that was on the, the Sunday Night Football Yeah, game. and then when he said— He can know, scream at Edelman 
and Edelman just takes it. Right. And, and then, so what that does is it shows everybody else that, well, if Edelman can take it, <laughs> that means I have to take it too. Because Absolutely. he is definitely a one of the better wide receivers on that team. Look at um, Gronkowski. Yeah. You put Gronkowski on any other team, he might be a little bit of a problem. Right. Maybe, Absolutely. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not saying that because right. he, he's kind of just a goofball. No, yeah. But at a, on another organization, that could turn into something else. Absolutely. And that, and that goes back to leadership. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because, right. again, it's not about race. It's just about the type of character that they get. Rob Gronkowski would love being on WWE. He'd love yeah. being in Vegas yeah. every weekend. Right. He'd be partying, drinking. But here, if you want to be part of this team, if you do it, let's not hear about it. Or I let mean, us there not- was there were trade rumors for Absolutely. Gronkowski was almost a Detroit Lion. Right. I mean, I'm, it is it is Gronkowski. <laughs> you know, when you talk about Bill Belichick, he has traded some players away. He doesn't he, care. And, and and you know, even the the move he made in the Super Bowl benching um their Malcolm their, Butler, Malcolm Butler, the cornerback. I still think it was a bad move. Absolutely. I really do. But because of who he is and because of the success he's had in past decisions, people kind of sweep that under the rug. But I think that cost him a Super Bowl. It probably I, did. I'm, that's just me being honest. It probably but, did. But Bill Belichick has a system that he believes in. And whenever you do something you believe in, maybe one or two times you're going to be wrong. No one's perfect. No one's going to be batting 100%. So in that point, he did mess up. But they still got to the Super Bowl. They're still a very successful team. They're one of the more successful organizations in the history of sports. And you just have to keep on doing what got you there. So right. And, and, that's that, and, that's why, and that's why I feel bad. Like Mike Tomlin was running over to the sideline yesterday after the game trying to break up a fight. I'm like, come on, man. Like he doesn't – he deserves better than that. Mm-hmm. Marvin Lewis deserves better than that to me. Like, But at some point in time, you get those coaches that get those players like a Randy Moss who was a problem child for everybody else. And then you go and have one of the greatest seasons the NFL has ever seen because you're playing under – that tutelage, it makes a big difference. And coaching is so underrated in the NFL mm-hmm. and in team sports in general. They don't get out there. They don't make the plays. They don't throw the passes. They don't catch the ball. But they they put their players in a mindset where they get out there and they feel like they're going to win. And when sometimes m- because this game is so mental, because they feel so invincible um, and they feel like they are the cream of the crop, mm-hmm. you tend to play that way. Yeah, since, since we're on this route and we're talking about this – you know, we've had one of our most popular debates about Marvin Lewis. I do have a special place in my heart for African-American coaches, whether you believe it or not. I love Mike Tomlin. And one thing I hated seeing, even though it's the, the truth, is when James Harrison came on, I think it was Undisputed, and basically just said that Mike Tomlin does not know how to discipline his players. And he basically said that Bill Belichick is a far greater coach than Mike Tomlin, which no one's going to argue that. But I just wish he would have kept that under wraps. I don't know why he necessarily had to say that on the, on that uh, on that TV show. I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's he's great for the, the Steelers organization. He has won a Super Bowl there. But I just want him to be successful. And when you talk about comparing a quarterback, not a quarterback, a uh, head coach to Bill Belichick, there is no head coach in the league yeah. that compares to Bill Belichick. So. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know why that was even said, but it, it does come to a point. Even Bill Belichick, when he was at the Browns, you know, he wasn't successful there. Right. He had to move on. Right. There's a point in time where your coach has to move on. Man. I mean, so I mean, so I mean, I don't know. I don't know. As a black man, I, I mean, I look up to those guys because I see them doing things that, you know, <laughs> didn't seem possible when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and being my age now, I never thought black coaches would see, this level, not only success, but this tenure in mm-hmm. the NFL. Like, I didn't think that that was possible. I mm-hmm. just, we never saw it, mm-hmm. right? More than football. 
forget about football for a minute because I think their resume speaks for itself. But when I saw the special, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, but with Mike Tomlin and what he's doing with the 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 child trafficking, what he did with the trip to Haiti. I haven't seen that, bro. Just get some tissue and watch that, man. As a man, <laughs> okay. As a man, as a father, as what what I see, what he's trying to do with in Haiti. I mean, this was a like a week before training camp started. Dude went to Haiti and Dominican Republic and was trying to fight, you know, or, or trying to bring awareness to the human trafficking problem that that those countries are facing. And I was just like, and it's like his destiny. He like to try and do this. And this is a week before NFL training camp started. I, it blew my mind. It took mm-hmm. the level of respect to a whole nother level. And that's why I'm thinking like these knuckleheads got a coach who's not only just a great football coach, but a great human being. And I don't know. Like for me, those are the type of people you want to work for. Those type of people you want to mm-hmm. play for, you want to win for. And when I saw that, man, it just, it just, it's a great episode. If, if you haven't seen it, check it out on ESPN. Um, shout out to Mike Tomlin because he, he deserves those guys, you know, Best effort, and for them to be undisciplined like they are, I just feel for him as a coach. He's like, man, again, like, yeah. really? but I mean, you know, I love Mike Tomlin, I do, but it does come to a certain point where you got to put on the head. It's going to be put on the head coach eventually, all the time, because either either you discipline them or you get rid of them, right? Right. And, and Bill Belichick doesn't have a problem doing that. He yeah. he's gotten rid of his best defensive player at one point. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "Shipped him to Cleveland. Go, you're gone." And they just kept on trucking on. Yeah. I don't know. There's been so many interchangeable parts on that New England team. He just does not put up with it. And that's that's part of what makes him great. I know we're comparing them to that one person, every other coach in the league. He's the gold standard. Yeah, he's the, definitely the definitely gold standard. Gold there are even coaches that are not on Mike Tomlin's level. If you want to talk about uh, uh, Bill O'Brien. Jason you Garrett. Talk about Jason Garrett. They're nowhere. <sighs> at least Mike Tomlin – Will get the attention of the players if you if you put Jason Garrett on this Steelers team. Oh hell, he'd been fired years ago. Years ago. See, and then that's you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into play with that. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just that that discipline, man. And maybe it's just the old coach in me, or the just the old school type player in me. I mean, I respect my high school coaches to death, and I just, I mean, they didn't play, and right. I just wish that they could take that approach because I think you'd see, you know. Some that Steeler team play to the level that they should be playing at, and I hate the. I shouldn't say I hate the Steelers. They're actually one of the teams with as many more Super Bowls than us that I could deal with. Like I could, I don't. It's hard to hate them, and I don't hate them because of their head coach. Mm. I mean, I just think that he's just he's a likable guy. And this is before the ESPN story. He's a very very likable guy, and I like his approach. I actually like the pretty much all the the Steeler head coaches. I, I really have. They're I hard love, to hate. They're hard I to hate. Bill, I love Bill Bill Cower. I hope my friends don't listen to this, but I I I, I don't hate them. I just mm-hmm. I don't hate the Steelers. The Redskins, the Eagles, that's a different story. <laughs> but the Steelers, it's hard to hate them. 49ers, get out of here. But the <laughs> the, the Steelers, uh I, I love them. All right. Um guys, thank you for tuning into our podcast. We kind of went over there ho- talking about the head coaches, but you know Is how we do. 40- you know how we do, guys. <laughs> he just now looks at the time. like, what? Is it really that long? Yeah. So um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe or you can follow us on Podbeam. That's newchannelsports.podbeam.com or our website, newchannelsports.com. And that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars and don't forget to subscribe.